Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Today, I want to ask you a question. How do you know who a good leader is? How do you know if someone is a good leader? You know, I get that question a lot and, you know, I think through it regularly because typically we are trying to hire good leaders. Not only are we trying to hire good leaders, we're trying to be good leaders. So it's twofold. We ourselves are trying to be good leaders and then therefore we are looking for good leaders to join our organization. Now, again, the first thing I'm going to throw out of here is you may be thinking, well, Katrina, I don't have a huge business. And so I don't need quote unquote leaders. And I'm going to challenge you on that. Yes, you do. In every position that you're going to hire, I'm going to challenge you to hire a leader. Okay, now I don't, I'm not talking about leader in the sense of, you know, can, can lead a thousand people because it's probably where your mind goes is, you know, people leadership, leading lots of other people. Now, people leadership is a component of being a good leader, but it is not the end all be all of being a good leader. And we've talked about that before, right? We've, we've done a podcast um, and I've done an episode recently where we talked about um, the idea of the fact that just because you're a business leader doesn't make you a people leader and vice versa. OK, but that through influence, you are a leader. And so I want you to go back to that and realize that influence is what makes you a leader. But now what makes you a good leader? How do I hire good leaders? How do I identify that? How do I look for some of those skill sets within someone and then use my training and, and my leadership ability to bring out the best in them? What does that look like? Well, many of you are already doing that, but let me walk you through what I do and what I look for. Well, so there are a couple of things. The first thing is that I have to look within myself. Okay, and I'm going to challenge you to do the same thing. Look within yourself. I personally have to be a good leader in order to see it in others. That's just what I believe. I have to know and I have to define what good leadership is on my end. And I have to be able to display that behavior such that then I know what I'm looking for. Now, it doesn't have to be that I'm a perfect leader in every area, but I have to understand enough about leadership and what I'm looking for in a leader in order to define good leadership. Now, hopefully that makes sense. Think about that one. All right, so what do I see inside myself? Well, you give you a couple of things. One thing, I feel like I am very empathetic, so I can see the human side of a situation. Okay, and that's really important. We can't all be machines in business. We have to have to be empathetic, and so you have to see the human side of a situation. You have to be able to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Okay, and that goes hand in hand. The empathy, the human side of a situation, and benefit of the doubt. Right out of the gate, you cannot assume the worst of a situation. So for me, I focus on trying to see the best before I try to see the worst, right? Now, if you start to show me the worst, okay, then I learn from that. And I, I typically learn that that's how you as a person um, lead and you create a situation. But right out of the gate, I'm always going to assume the best. And that's the way that we should be as leaders. Transparent. I consider myself extremely transparent. Okay, I want other people to succeed. It's critically important for me to help others succeed. It's my mission. It's what I love doing. And so I have to be transparent with you about what you need to do to be successful or what you're doing that's causing you to not be successful. 
I can't just hope that you're going to figure it out. I can't, you know, give you some, you know, passive aggressive comments or hope that you can read between the lines. I need to, quote unquote, hit you between the eyes with whatever the feedback is. So I'm very transparent, not, not only about feedback that I'm giving to you, but also about my expectations of how I want you to perform and what I want the job to be and how I want you to do it. Okay. One of the other things that, that I look for within myself and, and that I focus on is that I try not to take the limelight. I really don't want to be the center of attention. You know, I've had my time, you know, being the quote unquote, the leader where, you know, you got the attention or you got the award or whatever the case may be. And, and so I've done those things. I've had that point in my career. I don't need that anymore. I really like for the focus to be on my team. I would rather stand behind the curtain and celebrate the individual who's standing in the spotlight because I've helped develop them and encourage them and they've done it. I would much rather be the person on the sidelines cheering them on than be the person that's taking up all of the spotlight. That's just my nature and I really believe that as a good leader, we can give our team guidance, but then we should put them out there to get the praise and the celebration. Okay, so again, it's not about me, it's about my team. Strategic, that's another one. So one of the things that I enjoy doing is I like to observe the behavior and attitude of the people on my team or the people that I'm considering to add to my team and, and then determine through my observation and interaction with them what their strengths are, but then where I need to help them grow. So not, not improve on their weaknesses necessarily, but grow their strengths to the next level. Okay, and then what I work on doing is I create a development game plan for them, and then we move forward in the same way that I do that, not only with the people that I work with, but with my clients. Okay, so strategic, strategic in someone's development. Now, that's just a few things that, that I hold myself to as a leader, and therefore I look for those same things in people that I'm trying to bring onto the team. That doesn't necessarily have to be their complete strength, but they have to show some of those characteristics because I consider those characteristics those of a leader. Now, those are just a few. What are some of the things that I look for in others in addition to the above pieces? Well, I really want someone on my team who has a positive attitude. Okay? Can't come in, you know, with being down in the dumps all the time, right? It's that optimistic, realist mindset that's critically important to me. I look for that. I look for inner drive and self-motivation. Okay, I can't be pushing you along. I can't be dragging you with me. That is too much effort. I, I always say that I'm looking to hire someone that I would rather pull back because they're running too fast than have to push forward. Okay, because they have that inner drive or that self-motivation. Right? Okay. So then I look for the other things that I look for. I look for collaboration. I don't need someone on my team that's a know-it-all. Inherently, if you know everything, you're never going to ask for your team's feedback. And, and good leaders don't have to have all of the answers. They just simply need to guide a conversation in order to land on the path that the team needs to go down. But if I have someone who is a know-it-all and doesn't want to collaborate but just wants to go and do everything on their own, that's not a leader, right? That's an individual contributor, Another characteristic that I look for is that they will willingly and openly admit mistakes and they grow from them. And that's really important. Okay, now there's this great debate. We can have this conversation, you know, on a different episode about, you know, is it a mistake or did we just learn from it? Was it a failure? And how do we define failure? Well, 
again, we can have a whole conversation on that. But what I would say is we all make mistakes and we all make missteps and sometimes we fail. The point is how do we recover from them? It doesn't matter what you call them. The point is how we react to them. And what I look for is someone who can acknowledge the fact that, man, I was wrong. Uh, I, t- I took a little bit of a wrong turn and just own it. And then they grow from them and we move forward. Okay. That's part of having integrity. And I also look for integrity. It's that honesty and that willingness to just say, I'm not going to go against the rules. Um, you know, I own the fact that I took a mis- I, I took a wrong turn. That's integrity because I own it. And then they grow forward and they move, grow from it and they move forward. All right. Good judgment is another thing that I look for. Good judgment is critical. Most of the time, um, what I will say, and, and I've said it and I've heard it throughout my career, is that, you know, you don't pay someone to come in and do a task, not as a leader. Okay. You pay them for their judgment. You pay them for their, their ability to make good decisions. Okay. Because while I want someone who's collaborative on my team and will help make decisions with the team as, as a leader, bring the team together and make a collective decision. At the end of the day, the person that is the highest level of leadership in that group, they own the decision. They have to say, okay, this is definitely the path we're going to go down and here's what we're going to do. And here's the timelines and here's how we're going to measure it and so on and so forth. Okay. They own the final say. And if they don't have good judgment, they're not going to get that right all the time. And so then what happens whenever someone you've hired doesn't have good judgment? What do you do? Well, you go and start following up regularly and you start micromanaging. You start worrying to the point that you start thinking, I don't even need this person on my team because I'm doing all the work. And then you're right. That's exactly the point. You need to hire someone with good judgment. A leader has good judgment. And a couple of other things that I'll keep going through. I've got like three more. Excellent communication. A good leader can communicate very well. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that they communicate the way I communicate or the way you communicate. It simply means that they have the ability to effectively communicate amongst a team and they adjust their communication style by reading the room. Okay. So here's another attribute. They have high emotional intelligence meaning they can read people in the room, acknowledge the fact that their communication is either landing or bouncing off. Okay. It's not being understood or absorbed. And so then they adjust their, their communication style and their leadership style to the team. A good leader doesn't lead in the way in which he or she wants to lead necessarily. A good leader leads in the way in which the team needs them to be, to be led. Okay. It's critical. And good communication is a part of that. So good communication through high emotional intelligence, being able to read the room and understand if if the room is absorbing what they're sharing or not. Okay. And then adjusting their leadership style to that. The next one I have is models the behavior they expect their team to display. This is really important. Okay. I tell everyone all the time, when you become a leader, it's like you're a politician. You are in the spotlight. People are watching what you do. They want to act the way you act. They want to say things the way that you say them because we like to model other people. We really like to model those that are around us that are successful. And so if you're a leader, then you're able to display the behavior you want your team to model. And that's really important. And then the last one I just threw on the list for this this morning's episode is A good leader understands that perception is reality. 
Okay, a good leader understands that perception is reality. So what does that mean? That that really just means that you may not have intended to hurt someone's feelings. You may not have, have intended to be so direct that someone really mistook your message for, you know, an attack on their performance. Okay, but perception is reality. That the way they perceived your message is their reality. And you have to accept that. And you have to adjust your style and you have to be willing to go in and say, hey, I am so sorry that it came across that way. I absolutely did not intend for it to come across that way. Here's what I intended. I respect the way that it came across. I respect the way that you took it. Here's what I meant by it. Here's here. Let me fix it here. Let's go down this different path together. Okay. And that's ownership. That's ownership of your message. And that's ownership of the way that you're leading as a leader is that you understand that someone's perception is their reality, no matter your intent. And you will adjust your style and your message based on that perception. We're not going to argue with it. We're not going to say, that's not what I meant and I'm not changing. We're not, that's not what good leaders do. We humble ourselves and we lead in a way in which we propel others forward and we move our business forward. Okay, so I know I just went through that really fast and I know that was a lot. I'm going to recap. Empathetic, gives benefit of the doubt, is transparent around expectations and feedback, doesn't take the limelight, strategic about a game plan for developing others, has a positive attitude, has self-motivation, is collaborative and not a know-it-all. Admits mistakes and grows from them. Has amazing judgment. Excellent communication. High emotional intelligence. Leads in the way in which the team needs to be led. Models the behavior they expect their team to display. And understands that perception is reality. Those are the things that I look for in a good leader. It's the behaviors that I look for. It's the attitude that I look for. It's the mental capacity that I look for. Whatever you want to call it. Those are some of the attributes that I look for. So as you are growing your team, or as you're even growing yourself as a leader, ask yourself if you display those characteristics. Which ones are your strengths that you want to just continue to, to grow and build that muscle? Which ones are your weaknesses that you just simply have to admit are your weaknesses to your team. And then you then they acknowledge that and you just continue to work on those a little bit together. Your weaknesses will never be your strengths. But as a leader, you can't just simply ignore some of the key expectations of the leader. You have to acknowledge that those are your weaknesses in front of a group and then consciously work on them enough to get by. Okay, that's how I'm going to define it. That's how I work on, my, on it with my clients. All right. And then I want you to be looking for these things in others. Okay, I want you to look for it in others. And I'd love your feedback. So Legend, um, Legend Leaders has a Facebook page. It's an open Facebook page. Anyone can join. Um, and so I welcome you to join the Facebook page and put your comments there um, or reach out to me directly. Go to the website, legendleaders.com and, you know, fill out some contact information. Let me know your thoughts. What do you look for in a leader? What are some of the key attributes that I missed? Give me your feedback. I look forward to it.
Thanks for listening.